Could you, like, shut your mouth, please? Hey, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. We're back here with Nicole again today. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, If you can hear it in my voice, I'm so sorry. It is, like, ragweed season, I think, here in Louisiana, so... Pollen is not my friend, and I am super scratchy in my voice, and I'm a little sniffly, so don't mind me. Hopefully, it's better by the next one, but today, we're going to be talking about our Enneagram because I think we mentioned it that we are we have the same Enneagram. Yes. And Enneagrams are like Nicole's favorite thing ever, so... I could talk about it for hours, honestly. Yeah. I today- have talked about it for hours. <laughs> Also true. Today, we're just going to be focusing on ours, which is a two-wing three, but if you want us to do an episode where we go into like others, other Enneagram types, we totally could. Um, And if you are listening, go take your Enneagram test, figure out which one you are, um, let us know, comment on our Instagram, and if you're friends with us, tell Nicole because she'll love you forever. Yes, 100%, and I'll tell you all about yourself. (laughs) Exactly. So I think before we get into that, we're going to go into the question of the day. And I have it today. It is, if they made a movie about your life, what genre would it be and who would you want to play you? Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I can go first. Um, I think that my genre would be a comedy, but like a really bad sitcom-y type comedy because just really random things happen to me that you're like oh my gosh that's crazy that would only happen in a sitcom but then you're like oh that's actually kind of funny that's weird that happened yeah and I would want I would either want Florence Pugh or Saoirse Ronan to play me because they're both just my favorite actresses ever and so they would be my ideal yeah I really thought that you were gonna say Florence for sure Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's iconic. I love her. I, I saw that, but I also thought maybe you'd say Emma Watson. She was my other one, but then I was like, I can't just go listing all of the actresses from Little Women. <laughs> that's true. That they are all in that movie, huh? Yes. Because that's, okay. that's it's the best movie. It is a really good movie. Um for mine, I think rom com. Just because yes. I mean like I got married to my high school sweetheart, and my life is hilariously tragic sometimes. Um, And then who would I want to play me? I picked Lily Collins or Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Oh, I would want Lily Collins to play you. I I think that either one of them, they play roles that I resonate with some. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually looked up their Enneagrams just to let you guys know. Shailene Woodley is a nine-wing one, which is the same as my husband. And Lily Collins is a two-wing three. Or, no, 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 two-wing one. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, that's but, still like, exciting. Still awesome. Yes. And uh, I actually looked up, like, some stuff about the Enneagram 2 before we started this just to, like, refresh myself on who I am, I guess. But <laughs> one of the things was about Enneagram matching, and it said that twos and nines were, like, the perfect pair. That's so perfect. I know, and those are the two people that I picked, and I'm a two and my husband's a nine, so there's that. Wow. I love that. I do, too. But, yeah, we are twoing threes, the helper slash the hostess. Yes. And Nicole 
Nicole can tell us more about it than I can. So go for it, girl. Okay. So the Enneagram 2 Wing 3 is the hostess. And Enneagram 2s tend to be just caring and interpersonal. And they're very much people-pleasing. They're generous. This feels really weird to say about myself. But it's just... okay. It's all the good things. They're... Well... They can be good. They're friendly, generous, self-sacrificing, but they can also be like super flattering and super sentimental and super people-pleasing, which I know that fits both of us. We're both definitely hardcore people-pleasers. Yes. Yeah. I would say that's one of the negatives for sure. Yes. And Enneagram types, there's a way that you go in your stress and in your growth. So in our stress, we become like the Enneagram 8 which is the challenger. So we take on the bad qualities of an Enneagram 8 and where we can become domineering and just really aggressive and confrontational, which I can definitely see that for me. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I can too. I get, I definitely get a little bit aggressive when um, somebody, I feel, when I feel attacked or like I feel stressed by someone, I can definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. And even become, like, argumentative, that's another thing that can happen when you go into the stress of an eight. Yeah, like, I want to prove that I'm right. Oh, yeah, I always want to prove that I'm right. And in case you didn't know, the three is the achiever. So we take on more qualities of the achiever than we do if we were two-wing ones because a one is a reformer. So we like to have success and just succeed in all that we do in life, which who doesn't? But we take it to a whole new level. Perfectionists, yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I have a list and it's from The Road Back to You, which is an Enneagram book I read that my friend got me for my birthday and I absolutely loved it. But it's called What It's Like to Be a Two. And there's a list of it. You can tell me if you relate to this or not, Savannah. Okay. But- The first thing that it says on the list is when it comes to taking care of others, I don't know how or when to say no. Yeah. 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 I can't say no to people. It's very painful. No, I would have gone into something like social work because like I have such a heart for other people, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that I would be able to leave the like hurt at work. I would bring it home with me and it would ruin my life. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought about doing social work too, but for the same reason, I was like, I don't think I could separate it. And then I would just be sad all the time. And I don't really want that. Yeah. Even with my friend's problems, I take it all on myself sometimes. It's rough. Oh, yeah. Anyway, next. (laughs) The second one says, I am a great listener and I remember the stories that make up people's lives. Yeah. I, um, there have been times, especially when I had, when I went, like, worked with a bunch of people, um, Mm -hmm. that they would, like, casually mention something. And then, like, nine months later, I was like, yeah, how's your Aunt Anita doing? And they were like, what? (laughs) I was like, yeah, you told me about her. And they're like, did I? And I'm like, oh, uh, now I'm uncomfy. (laughs) Yeah, that happens to me a lot. I'm like, I remember almost everything that people tell me. I'm like, you don't remember everything that I tell you? What? Right. Yeah, that's why we're good gift givers, though. Oh, yeah. Because I remember the little things that people like. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> okay, the third one says, this one is so me. It says, I am anxious to overcome misunderstandings in a relationship. Ooh. Yes. Anxious as in, like, 
I have to do it or anxious is in like it gives me stress because both. I think probably both, honestly. Yeah. Um, I any single time that like my husband's tone is off slightly, he could just be hangry, you know, but I t- I'm like, you hate me. What did I do that made you hate me today? Yeah. Yeah. Or like if anything ever goes like, I mean, we don't like fight often, but if we ever have like a disagreement, mm-hmm. ugh, it's like, I just want it to be over. <laughs> yeah. The disagreement, not the marriage. To clarify. I, <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to think that people are angry with me, even if they're not angry with me. And it'll just like consume me. To the point where I'm like, I can't go to this person because they're so angry with me. And I make up, like, there is no reason why they would be angry with me. But I just overhype it in my mind. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they probably actually hate me right now. Yeah. Can we tell them about your crying on the couch <laughs> and your mom finding you because you thought I was mad at you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, when we were starting this podcast – um. We, we had talked about doing it together, but she can't, like, commit to full-time podcast stuff on top of her job, basically. And so I was like, hey, I mean, like, I'll just do it. And then, like, when you can't be a guest, I'll have other people on and, like, you can still co-host most of the time. It'll be great. Just, like, under my name kind of thing. And her she said that she was sobbing on the couch <laughs> of her parents' house. And her mom walked in and was like, what's wrong? She was like, Savannah's mad at me. Savannah hates me. And I literally was like, homegirl, it was my idea. <laughs> I know. That was – okay, so obviously there I was in an unhealthy part of my Enneagram <laughs> journey because I – that was like the second time in two days with two different people where I'm like, this person is angry with me. Yeah, So no. obviously was- that was not – me in a healthy part of my Enneagram life. And I was like, I was so nice about it. I feel like, like, I didn't, I didn't think I gave you a reason to think that I was mad at you. And so when you told me that, I was just like, what? Yeah, no, you didn't. It's just, I don't like the idea of letting this coat, this goes back to not liking to tell people no. I don't like the idea of letting people down. And so I feel that. Yeah, I will avoid it at all costs. But then when I feel like I am letting people down and I just like just keep on saying yes to stuff and I keep on doing this and then I'm like, oh, wait, no, actually, I'm in a very unhealthy part of my life right now. I'm super stressed out. Then I'm like, oh, no, they probably are really upset with me because I just disappointed them. And I don't want to disappoint anyone ever because I love everybody in my life. Yeah, that kind of thing, though, I had to get myself out of because it kept me in some really like unhealthy, toxic friendships with people. Mm-hmm. where, like I said earlier, I would just take all of their baggage on me. And sometimes it was like heavy baggage that it wasn't my responsibility to help with. Oh, yeah. So I feel I've, like I've had yeah. to get over that. I don't really have any toxic people in my life. And I'm really thankful for that. But That's great news. I'm really happy for you. I didn't yeah. until I started having a big girl job. And then everybody seems to like I feel like that's one thing about our type and not necessarily it's always a bad thing, but people can like mm-hmm. sense that we are empathetic 
I feel like. Yes. Or they're like, yes. oh, she'll, she's so nice. How, how many times in your life have you been described as like, oh, you're so nice. She's so friendly. She's so nice to everybody. She's always happy. She's always willing to like help people with their problems. Yeah, basically anytime anybody ever describes me ever. <laughs> right. And I feel like people can um, definitely uh, take that and run with it and it's not always the best yeah okay so the next thing on the list I'm not going to read every single thing but I'm just going to read the ones that I'm like oh this is super interesting but this one says sometimes it is hard for me to watch movies because I find it almost unbearable to see people suffer wow that is me (laughs) yeah I the amount of times I've told Jacob like listen I can't I can't listen to this because – or I can't watch this movie because, like, I am just – it makes me anxious to sit through any kind of, like, action movie where, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if the character is going to die. It it actually causes me anxiety. Like, my heart starts racing. My chest gets tight. I, like – I get so worried about those people that aren't real. (laughs) One of my best friends and I, we were watching a movie, and it was called A Wrinkle in Time. And there is a scene where these kids were just being so mean to an old man that was just sitting on a bench. And I just felt so much pain. And I told her, I was like, we we have to turn this off. And it's like, I can't do this. And it's like, I feel I was taking on the pain and the suffering of a fictional character. This guy's an actor. He's probably out there living his life super happy. But his one little moment on the screen, I was like, I feel so bad for him and it's just like I feel like my empathy was at full core that day I was like I cannot continue to watch this movie yeah I feel yeah it which can be rough. that's been yeah that's been something from my childhood because I remember when I was in elementary school whenever we watched a movie and there was a conflict between characters which there always is because what's a movie if there's no conflict right I would have to like put my head down and I was I just felt so bad for them at all times. Okay, this other one, it says, I like it when the people who love me do something unexpected for me. Yes. Yeah. Like if if Jacob goes to the store and comes home with $5 flowers. Yes. My parents, they just went on vacation and they brought me back a sticker. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. (laughs) I I definitely feel that. Little things, for sure, make me so happy. Mm Mm-hmm. This Okay, the next one, it says, even people I don't know well share deep stuff about their lives with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, what I was saying earlier about, like, there are people who, like, see that you're just a nice person. Yeah. I, like, I've had people talk to me about, like, really heavy stuff. Like, the first time I'm, like, a one-on-one talking to them, like, hanging out with them, whatever it is, like – People are going into, like, their childhood trauma and, oh gosh, like, relation, really heavy, like, marital or relationship issues that I'm just like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. Here's my advice from a 23-year-old woman with no experience in that field. <laughs> sure. Here you go. This one time I was on a bus and a girl sat down next to me and just started telling me about her boyfriend and all the reasons she was angry with him. And I was just like, I've never met you, but I feel so sad for you. I'm so sorry. That would make me super uncomfy. 
Yeah, I was uncomfortable. I don't understand why people do that. Like, I would never go up to a stranger and just be like, you know what? This is what's going, what is going wrong in my life. But yeah. I feel like I have people do that to me a good amount. I feel like you and I handle our discomfort in those situations in very different ways, though. Oh, we do. Yeah. Like, you are a flight person and like your fight or flight <laughs> kicks in and you're just like oh I need to get out of this like I'm gonna try to hold, hold a happy face but I'm I'm really wanting to leave and yeah. I'm like a pat your arm like oh my gosh it's so okay like I I'm uncomfy but like I'm gonna get you through this baby like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're a little different in that way yeah I always want I just want to be there for people, but I just feel so uncomfortable comforting people. But I have a good amount of people that come to me for comfort, so I must do semi-well with it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't say that you're bad at comforting people. Yeah, I'm just awkward at comforting people. I think I vented to you previously. I, I don't know, like, we don't talk about our problems together very often, and I think it's because... We're Enneagram 2 and 3, so we don't want to inconvenience each other. <laughs> Probably, actually. Because, like, we have a very – not, like, a surface-level friendship, but we don't get into, like, the hard stuff super often. Mm-mm. Like, there are times when one of us, like, gives a little bit of an insight of, like, yeah, I'm not doing too good, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's how that goes for us. <laughs> yes. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> Okay, this is another one. It says, it seems like people who love me should already know what I need. Ooh. Yeah, I could see that. Like they, yeah. like you expect people to just read your mind and know how to help you. Yeah, and I read something about that actually because Enneagram 2 Wing 3s, they're very like intuitive and they tend to know what other people are feeling and what they need and their emotions and whether it's just like giving them gifts or giving them comfort, they just know when they need to be there for other people. So then when other people don't do the same for them, they're kind of like, well, am I not as important to you then? Why are you not coming to me when I'm obviously in distress? But we also hide when we are in stress or just anxious about stuff. We hide it from other people. So that makes it difficult for other people to know because not everybody is a mind reader yeah yeah I I don't know maybe one day we'll go into like a mental health podcast I'm not sure but I have pretty intense anxiety sometimes and most of it is like socially which is really hard for me as an Enneagram too because I'm like I have an insane amount of anxiety about like going to this restaurant with these people right now but also I can't tell them that I'm anxious to go Yeah. Because I don't want them to be mad at me or I don't want to disappoint them. And like, I don't know, with with um, my relationship with my husband, we've had to definitely come into like I we it took us a while to like figure out the communication here because he's a nine and I'm a, a two and our communication styles are kind of similar, but they don't always match. And um, I definitely had to get better about being like this is what I need from you right now because there I I would just get upset or like 
angry and then he would get upset and angry because he didn't like in his mind there was nothing wrong and then I just like made a huge deal because I didn't explain yeah (laughs) yeah um so now if I'm like feeling really overwhelmed or overstimulated and I want to be alone and he's in there talking to me I will just be like can you please like leave the room for a little bit and then when I'm good, I come back out and it's a good day instead of an argument. Okay, we had a little technical difficulty, um, so we had to stop recording, but we're back. Woo! That's my bad. And we're <laughs> going to move on to the next Enneagram 2 Wing 3 thing. Yes. Okay, so this one says, people say my emotions can feel over the top. Yeah. Uh, have you seen that thing that's like, some people's emotions are like just a drop, but like, I feel like I'm drowning. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's me with my emotions. But honestly, yeah, relate yeah. to that. I, like, when I'm happy, I'm, like, so happy. But when I'm sad, it is the end of the world. Yeah. I have always been called dramatic by people. Like, not in a bad way. I don't start drama. That's horrible. But just with my emotions and how I act and I was always like "Mm, I don't really see it but lately I've been like okay so maybe I am a bit dramatic yeah I I definitely am I'm I'm very sensitive yes which what you said well not about you (laughs) sorry that's kind of like oh I'm very sensitive yeah yeah you are (laughs) that's not what I meant um but have you listened to the Enneagram 2 song no, I don't think so. Are you talking about the one from Sleeping at Last? Yeah. Maybe I have, but it's been a while. It didn't stick with me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said the thing about the oceans, and they have, in the two song, they talk about that. So it reminded me of it, and I'm just going to read some of the lyrics. But it said, like a force to be reckoned with, a mighty ocean or a gentle kiss, I will love you with every single thing I have. Like a tidal wave, I'll make a mess, or calm waters, if that serves you best. I will love you without any strings attached. It's okay if you can't catch your breath. You can take the oxygen straight out of my own chest. Dang. I don't know. know how I feel about that. <laughs> Honestly, I love that song, but then I listened to their podcast about it, and they are like, so this is what twos would say to other people, but this song is more like a love letter for for the two from the two. So it's how they need to love themselves yikes. in the same way that they love other people. That's a big yikes. I feel like I've gotten better at like self-love in the last year and like setting yeah. boundaries, which is another hard thing for us as two-wing threes. Yeah. yeah. When I first listened to this song, because I listened to it with my friends, and my one friend, she was like, how are you imagining this song being sung? And she's like, are you imagining it being sung to you? And I listened to the lyrics, and I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not listening to it being sung to me, like, by somebody else. I was like, that makes me uncomfortable. And she's like, but you're listening to it, and you're imagining that you're saying that to somebody else. And I was like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. I was like, I want to take care of people. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I um, I don't know. I Back to like my toxic friendships that, situation that I was telling you about, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I, I like let you take the air out of my lungs. Like you can ruin my whole life if it makes you better. <laughs> It's so bad. 
Oh, gosh. But honestly, I think there's ways that you can deal with it because there's unhealthy types of Enneagrams and then there's healthy phases. So you can have a good balance. Like you can help people, but it not just consume you. Yeah. I feel it. I think that's important to remember. Another thing, I'm still reading from my list, but another thing off the list, it says lots of people ask me for help and it makes me feel valuable. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I love when I can help other people. I think it's great. Me too, but I also feel like it depends on what they, they need. Oh, yeah. Like emotionally, <laughs> I'm I'm always like down to help, but... There are some things that I'm like, mm I don't know. I feel like I am not good at accepting other people's help, but I offer my own help so easily. Like, when I was moving into my dorm room, I lived in this one dorm, and I was moving into a different dorm with a different person. And she was sitting on her bed, and she's like, do you need help moving stuff? And I was like, no, no, no. I got it. I'm fine. She's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I got this. I got this. It's good. And then the next day, my legs were covered in bruises. And it took me so long to do, like, to move everything because I wouldn't accept her help. And looking back, I'm like, she, like, I could have accepted her help and it would have been fine. But at that point, I was like, oh, I'm not really friends, like, super good friends with this girl yet. We don't really know each other that well. I don't want to inconvenience her. <laughs> right. The, I think that the only people that I'm like, please help me, are, like, my granddad. Like, if I needed mm-hmm. something, obviously I would go to him and be like, I don't know what to do. Or my husband. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I let people help me because – That same day when I was moving, I moved all my stuff out of my one dorm room, like, that same day. And then the same day I moved everything into a different one. I had one of my best friends from my childhood. She helped me move everything the first time, but then she had to go to class. And so then she couldn't help me the second time. Yeah. So, obviously, I can accept help. I I just want it to be with somebody that I'm like, oh, We're, like, on super good terms, and at that point, I didn't know my roommate super well yet, which, obviously, that's different now, but... Like, it's someone... You'll accept help from someone who is a very trusted person in your life. Yeah, that's the best way I can think to say it. Thank you for rescuing me. I was drowning just then. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, I do have a question for you about Enneagram, which this might be harder for you to answer because you don't know as much about it, but... If you weren't a two-wing three and you could be any other type, what type would you want to be? Um, yeah, I'm not super uh, informed about the other types, but mm-hmm. let me look super quick. Because I know that I would um, want to be someone who is probably more career-focused than, like, emotionally-focused, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, a three, they're very career-focused, an eight. Maybe, yeah, I'm thinking more like an eight or, like, I don't know. What's a five? What are fives like? A five is the investigator. Yeah, I feel like I can be, like, a five sometimes. I'm looking at it now. It says they're perceptive, innovative, secretive, and detached. When I was, like, (laughs) in my unhealthiest, that was me. So, um... 
Eight is self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. See, I see like that's like the grass is greener on the other side situation. Yeah. So maybe an eight or a five. I don't know. Okay. I feel like, I don't know. The five, though, the secretive stuff kind of stresses me out. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably an eight. I, yeah, I would want to be an Enneagram seven, which is the enthusiast. Just because they have such a fun-loving personality and type of life. And when I'm with sevens, I feel like I'm more like that, too. And I just am like, yes, let's do this and have an adventure and blah, 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 blah. And so I just admire them so much that I want to be a seven. (laughs) Yeah, I think the thing that draws me to the eight is, like, decisive and self-confident and that kind of thing. Um, oh yeah and what you just said about like when I'm around them I feel like I take that on is such that's one thing about twos is like mirroring other people (laughs) when you're when you're hanging out with anyone you like kind of take on some of their personality oh yeah it's so bad (laughs) yeah but also it can be fun (laughs) yeah I feel like it um, can help make friends in like but it also, like, when you think about it, or I don't know about you, but when I think about it, I, like, feel manipulative, even though, like, that's not my intention. My intention is, oh, like, yeah. I, it's, like, I want to make this a good uh, experience for you. Like, and I mm-hmm. want for us to have a good time and relate. But, like, so I will shift my personality a little bit to be yeah, like that. I feel like. That's another thing with twos, two wing threes. Um, part of their bad traits is that they can be very manipulative and know how to get what they want, which is not the best personality trait to have. But I feel like whenever I'm with people, oh, <clears throat> sorry, whenever I'm with people, I just really echo their personality and I find myself just like going along with their moods, which my one friend, she told me. She's like, some people have, like, are very empathetic and she went, but also when other people are with you, like, if you're in a super happy mood, then everybody takes on that mood as well. And then they get more like, oh, yay, this is so fun. She's like, so you make other people like that. And I was like, oh, that's fun, but also could be bad. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that, too. I feel like, yeah, we mirror, but also people... Um, can mirror us when Mm -hmm. we are positive there's just so many things about the Enneagram that I love it's just so fun to talk about and think about yeah I think that uh I think that it is uh really interesting there's definitely a lot about it and I I do think it's pretty accurate like everyone that I Mm -hmm. know that's taken one their results are pretty accurate I do have one thing to add because I feel like we're getting maybe past the 30 minutes we're getting close I'm not sure because we had to stop the recording But what I want to say is if you haven't taken your Enneagram test, if you don't feel like doing it for whatever reason, but you think that you relate to a lot of this, I'm going to read you this list that says you might be an Enneagram too if. So if you value close relationships, if you're very generous, if you have a need to take care of others, if you're a people pleaser, if you feel valued when people ask you for help, if you are a great listener, if you have a hard time saying no, 
if you're intuitive to others' needs, if you're compassionate, and if you have a desire to be recognized for your generosity. Here are some of the areas for growth also. I resonate with a lot of these areas of growth, and you probably will too. Uh, Needs approval from others. Struggles with asking for help, which we talked about. Can't handle criticism and sometimes gives to receive. (laughs) I do not handle criticism well. (laughs) Me either. I absolutely not. But I I do feel the like needs approval from others. And I don't know that I necessarily give to receive. I appreciate um, when I do something for someone else and they do something nice back for me. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that that's always my motive. Yeah. The needs approval from others is definitely true. The other day I was laying in my bed and I graduated. um, So I'm not in school and all my friends are starting back to school or a lot of my friends are starting back to school. And I'm like, wow, I, as of now, I'm not going to ever have the approval from teachers ever again. (laughs) Like, that makes me so sad because I was thinking about one of my past essays, like the last essay I turned into college. This is definitely going to be a bragging moment. The professor, he said that it inspired him. And I was like, "Ah, I inspired him. How wonderful. And then I was like, I'm never going to have somebody, a professor or a teacher say that to me again because I'm not, as of now, I'm not writing any essays. I'm not in school. And I was like, that is so sad. I, yeah. I see when I was in college, I went to a two year and my, my professor and the, the like head of the department was my preschool teacher when I was three. Oh. Um, and so she and I like knew each other obviously. And she was a really big mentor for me. And that like meant so much to me because she would always tell me like, you're doing great. I feel like you're so good at this, like, et cetera, et cetera. And I loved it. Yes. I don't know. I just crave a people's approval. It was also nice because her criticism was much easier to take because we went so far back, like literally as far back as I can remember about my life. And like she would present criticism in a very kind way. Yes, I feel like the people that really know me and that I've been friends with for a while know how to like be like, okay, Nicole, so maybe this isn't the best way to go about things in a way that's not going to hurt my feelings. Oh yeah, my feelings get hurt real fast. My I get in my feels way too quickly. Mm-hmm. Me too. But yeah, uh, I think that's we should wrap it up there. Okay, sounds good. If um if you guys want like I said we can do a podcast talking about other Enneagram types but I hope you guys got to know the two wing three a little bit better today um a lot of self-reflection I feel like for for our parts uh (laughs) Uh, yeah I'm a little in my feels now but it's fine we'll be fine I'm gonna go get Dairy Queen (laughs) I don't blame you I it's pizza night in our house tonight so as we're recording this anyway and I'm gonna get a huge snow cone tonight, I think, too, to eat my feelings. Understandable. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, we will see you guys next week. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast, and bye!